Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you have come here for information. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick Welcome back, Gloria and Julia Show. My Talk Water Seven One Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Do appreciate your company today, Holly Roberts. She is in uh, once again for Lori today. I think Lori is going to Normandy today with my brother. Oh, I'd love to take that. I know it. So we're going to hear all about her travels, um, which I'm just, it's just got to be amazing. She put together some really cool stuff for their trip. But before we get to pop culture jeopardy, Mm -hmm. I want to just give people a reminder. We had the Crown Jewels, the tribute band to Queen. Yeah out at the State Fair with us oh. on Monday. And I want you to know that tonight they're going to performing, be performing at the Hard Rock Cafe at the Mall of America. It is a free performance. You can, um, donations are welcome. And the donations would go to the Mercury, Freddie Mercury Phoenix Trust, which was founded in memory of Freddie Mercury. And they, um, for 21 years, have given over $50 million dollars to projects to battle HIV and AIDS globally. Oh, so that's great. And there's a lip sync battle tonight at 745. Go in costume if you want. They're really good. So that would be oh, yes, a lot of fun tonight amazing. for something to do, you know, yeah. on home day. Yeah. And so anyway, Freddie and Mercury's Alex, birthday. Steve and Michelle, they were so much fun. Holly, we had a great time with them on Monday at the mm-hmm. fair. Um, okay, so get ready, people. Yes, it's that, yeah, get ready. It's that fun game show. We just call it Pop Culture Jeopardy. Yes, we do. Okay, let's see how well you guys do today. Once again, I need your response in the form of a question. Thank you, Alex. Okay. Yeah, you're quite welcome. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Here we go. Uh, we got some TV for you. Uh, let me make sure I'm ready here. Okay, here we go. Uh, on the TV drama Party of Five, the Salinger's parents tragically died in this way. What is a car accident? Very good, Julia. What is a car accident? Well, you just jumped right in there and I you answered in the form of a question. I'm so impressed. Oh, yes. Okay, here's question number two. He played Don Johnson's sidekick in Nash Bridges. Who is, Who is Cheech Pe- Marin? Oh, oh, that was a good one. Uh, Nash that, Cheech Bridges. Why the heck do I know that? Why I don't know. That? I'm kind of embarrassed. But you know, right Don now. Johnson sued CBS because he didn't get paid all of his money. Remember, he made like forty million dollars like twenty years uh, I didn't later. Know that he sued this me. just happened because he didn't get his money from Nash Bridges. That wow. was filmed in San Francisco, right? That, yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Score is one to one. Let's continue with pop culture jeopardy. Here we go. This is movies. 
I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. A famous line from this movie. Hannibal Lecter. What is Hannibal Lecter? Yeah, what is well, it? Silence, Silence of, of the, the Lambs. Lambs. I'll give it to you, Julia. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> with some <laughs> fava beans. Uh-huh. Fava beans. Okay, Chianti. two to one in Julia's... Stop that. <laughs> Right now. Oh, my gosh. I want to freak Julia out. Oh, my Stop gosh. It. And that All does. Right. Here we go. This one might be a little tougher. This 1990s Bond movie is in about an attempt by a former agent to hijack a space weapon using a stolen Russian access key. A 90s James Bond movie? Yep. What is Spaceballs? <laughs> yeah. That wasn't a Bond movie. May the swords be with you, Julia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. Well, let's just systematically go through. Who is this by who love me? No, that's What is The older. World is Not Enough? Uh, n- uh, n- w- will Tomorrow, what is Will Tomorrow what Ever is, Come? What is Goldeneye? Oh, oh, really? Right. Goldeneye is the correct answer. My goodness, is it two to two? Is that was that in 1990? Yeah, is it was that in the 90s. when Live and Let Die? No, that was earlier. That, that was, was much earlier. That was Live okay. It's two to two. Two to two. Here we go. Uh, this is kind of easy. So it's a matter of who uh, who gets in first here, and I need the complete title. Okay. This 1994 song earned Bruce Springsteen the Academy Award for Best Original Song. What is Streets of Philadelphia? Holly comes through with Streets of Philadelphia. Congratulations, Holly. Is it over? Did you win? She won three She won. You won. You won. You took it down. I won, and I get absolutely nothing. No, you don't. No. No consolation prize. I've got something for you that I've been saving. So remember I went to Michigan on this trip, and I stayed in all these little, we stayed in like little places because they don't have like name brand hotels or anything and right, one of them boutiques. was this little bed and breakfast and i i had this in my bag and i was going to do it as a show and tell out at the fair but it's the size of a chip that you would get when you were gambling yeah like a chip you know for you know ten dollar chip or something and they're all about the same size and it's about the same width as a gambling chip okay this is the soap. <laughs> oh, it's, what? It's, it's, it's a the, chip of soap. It's the smallest That's the soap thing. It's you? the smallest piece of soap. It's like a chip. The place costs a thousand dollars a night or whatever. No, I didn't go. I didn't stay there, Donnie. Oh, okay. But this place was still spending. Isn't that hysterical? <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. I'm looking at the chip of soap and I'm looking. And thinking about the size of an average human being and what the heck are they you going to do with this. that? They would lose this in their butt crack or somewhere. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's the smallest chip. I mean, if you didn't have a washcloth, you would lose this somewhere. Oh, Just stick sad. it in the slot. Well, there you go. Isn't this the funniest thing <laughs> ever? But I've been carrying it around and I was cleaning out my um, State Fair backpack today. Yes. And I had to use a little goo gone because I got a little tar on it. And I'm soaking it in the sink and just how dark it was. Oh, State mm. Fair grime. Yeah. It's real. Yeah, it's, I mean, washing off my backpack, you know, I my had, school yeah. bag, it felt like for, you know, the fair. Oh, yeah. You get the grime and the dirt and that little chip of soap is not going to help you a darn mm. Isn't this bit. just so funny? And it's just so funny that I was carrying it around. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> if you think you're cheap at your place, this is it's a chip. Yeah, it's, it's a, a gambling little, chip. Uh, right. It's a little sliver. Mm hmm. Don't lose it in any place that you wouldn't be able to find it now. No, I know. Mm-hmm. I just, it's probably going to go in the garbage, but I just literally <laughs> have been carrying it around because I thought it was, we're going to take a quick break. This is my talk 1071, Lori and Julia. Lori is in Paris, Normandy today, and we're going to hear all about her escapades when she comes back and is very discombobulated as one is. You know how she comes back. Oh, yes. I mean, you and she comes in. jet lag. I'm discombobulated. Oh, when her ship comes in, she'll have stories to tell. I can't wait. <laughs> There's oh. so much stuff about Paris right now in the news that I've been reading. And by the way, one of the things is they passed a law that kids can't have their cell phones in the classrooms. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. totally okay with that. Say, like, isn't that, that good uh, uh, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson? Isn't that being played somewhere? That tonight? In Par- but isn't that being I've, played somewhere around Paris? I think you should look that up, oh, and when okay. we come back, we can find out more. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, people. Here's some random randomness. Yeah, random um, randomness. Did we find out where Tiger Woods is playing? You know, I was, I was, I was slightly off. Okay, where is slightly, it? Slightly, it's Las Vegas. Oh, same. You know, <laughs> you know the Paris of Vegas, the Paris. Paris you know. They both have um, Eiffel Towers. Yes, they go. do. That's what threw me off. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Was Donnie. the Paris Hotel? When is it, Donnie? Is it tonight? Thanksgiving. Oh, it's not till Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, we've got time. <laughs> There's That's going to be it. nothing accurate about what just no, happened before we went well, to break. You know, facts basically, are but we have yeah. a good vintage scandal today. Oh, okay. fantastic! Uh-huh. Five thirty. Tune uh-huh. in. That's right. All right. So, what do you? I'm going to like throw it over to you guys. Oh, for, okay. For uh, random, Donnie. Well, I saw this. Day. I thought this was kind of interesting. The the sleep doctor has uh, decoded the way you sleep and uh, compares it to animals. Oh, animals like the position that you uh, put well, your body not so into sleep. Much that, but for instance, lion. Okay, fifteen to twenty percent of people are lions when it comes to sleeping. Uh, if you're a lion, you should plan your day around getting the most done in the early hours because you are up at the crack of dawn, full of energy, doing what you do best. Plan to do the least at night when you're not at your sharpest. That means you're a lion. Is that you're a lion? Uh, that would be a lion? has nothing to do with the position you lay <laughs> no, on not your the bed. Position, no, 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 no. Not the position. I would actually say that. Yeah, I'm a lion. I need you're to get a lion? up. Yeah, get up, get okay. out of bed, do all my things, and at night I'm a worthless bag of crap. Okay. Get nothing done at night. Well, how about really? this? We have yeah. a bear. Fifty percent of people are bears. These people tend to avoid conflict and prioritize happiness. They're extroverts who like to socialize, and they tend to be team players. They go to bed at a decent time to get in the enough hours they need to get there. I'm a bear. You're a bear? I would say I'm a bear. Mm -hmm. Donnie Bear? I'm a bear. Now, Wolf, I immediately thought of one JC over there. Really? These are the self-proclaimed night owls. (laughs) About 15 to 20% of the population. These are the people who have a hard time waking up early and are most energetic in the evenings. They're impulsive. Creative, and they march to the beat of a different drum. A late you night person is like a wolf. They are nocturnal. Their energy level is later in the day. That, that's kind of close to no, you. No, not anymore. I really have. Um, I get up early. Yeah, but you just stay up for one one thirty. I know, but tennis. I don't get that. I know, but so you're like a lion and a wolf hybrid. Right. You're like a a lion. I do a lot in the morning, but I do do a lot at night. I send you a lot. Of, I mean, yeah, I know. I work okay. at night. Well, you're sort of a wolf. Yeah, and right. another one is dolphin. Whoa. Dolphin is only ten percent, guys. Uh, these are people who struggle most with insomnia. They're highly intelligent, light sleepers, and perfectionists, almost to a fault. They try to nap, but they just can't seem to be able to nap. Oh, yeah, that's so, unfortunate. That's unfortunate. All right, Hollywood, right. you got. Uh, uh, I want to tell you about the most and least expensive places to live in the United States. Now, some of these won't be a shocker to you. Uh, is I can, it at least North Dakota or South Dakota? Uh, actually, it is not. Oh, all right. It is not. But I'm here to tell you that the region that is the most expensive place to live in the United States is San Jose, California. 
Excuse me? Silicon Valley Silicon is Valley. the least expensive or most? Most. most. Oh, most. I heard <laughs> least, and I'm like, no way. You're like, what planet no are you living way. on? No. My sister lived there. No way. Yeah, I know. My grandparents used to mm-hmm. live in San Jose, and even 25 years ago, it was Same. ridiculous. Los and they were like, Gatos. My yes. sister lived in. So expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Cruz, San Francisco, Honolulu, yeah. New York round out the top five. So not surprising. Most of these places are in California. Right. Yeah. Uh, the least expensive place to live actually has nothing to do with North Dakota, South Dakota, or anywhere in the Midwest. It's actually a place called Sebring, Florida. Oh, oh. no state tax in no, Florida. Yeah, no yeah that's zero. true. They don't have income tax, do they? No, no state income yeah. tax. No state no. income tax. Also, bad education, bad public education. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, but no state yeah, income no. tax. Yeah. Uh, Jefferson City, Missouri, Jackson, Tennessee. So basically a lot of places down kind of in the southern part of All the United right. States. So if you're looking for a budget, Minneapolis, St. Paul is kind of... It's mm, not inexpensive. It's not inexpensive. Mm-mm. No, I, it, you know, I will say that compared to every place... It's a little above average. We're just slightly above average, mm-hmm. kind of like Wake, like what we gone used to say. So, but you know, it's a nice place to live. Yeah, we get yeah, it's a great place. Okay. Right. Yeah. You know, right. it was so weird today because I. Here's one thing I did notice though, driving around, mm-hmm. is we have to figure out our infrastructure, our roads. Oh, you mean the, the construction? Yeah, because what I drove through Michigan, um, through Michigan. Yeah, I drove through Wisconsin. Their roads are so much nicer. I don't know how they've nicer got it. In what way? I think they charge more gar- gas tax or something. They're just nicer. They're paved more. They right. don't. They the construction wasn't like every single corner like it is. I I just noticed how nice the roads were. It's, it sounds silly, but it's a work in progress. I will say, Julia, though, that the roads, even in my neighborhood. There's a little congestion, a little, you know, construction going on. But once that construction is done, is it going to be wonderful? Yeah, when, it's, it's going to be wonderful. Because you're in the thick of all of it. I am. The 35W94 exchange area. Yeah, my commute is hell. Yep, I believe it. <laughs> my commute is hell. She drives to Lakeville and comes around comes through around Burnsville and comes yep, back and right. through downtown St. Yep, Paul. Yep, yeah. Through Eau Claire. Mm-hmm. Yep, all right. Uh, Julia, do you know this place in Missoula, since you know something about Montana, called the Montana Club? Ever heard of that? Well, that sounds very no. elusive. Oh, no. I no, know about know a different okay. club. The club, well, which is in Bozeman. They have a deal where you, if you eat there on your birthday, you get your age as a percent off discount. So 29, you get 29% off. Well, that discount worked out really, really well for Helen because she just turned 109. <laughs> so she didn't just get her meal for free because of the 100. They also gave her 9% of the cost of the meal back in cash. She's well, I mean, for crying out loud, the woman's 109 years old. Yes. Throw her a bone. Mm-hmm. She's been going there for her birthday every year since she turned 100. She knows a free meal when she can get it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so. yeah okay. you got to take advantage so of that. Uh, did you guys know that a truck full of Axe body spray exploded on the freeway over the weekend? I saw that picture and I just thought. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Out of my teenage boys. Oh my god. Oh, did they wear axe body oh, spray, what? Julia? Listen, yeah. Oh. And you had to have axe. Mine too. It was the really? t- it was oh, axe god. was everything. Yep. Oh, I suppose it it's was- the male equivalent of the Victoria's Secret body spray Probably. in the purple container that we used to dump ourselves in in high Probably. school. Yeah. Well, this happened over the weekend in Texas. No casualties. Everyone's fine. But it was a semi carrying a shipment of Axe body spray on Interstate 35 in Belton, Texas that caught fire. And all the Axe body spray exploded oh, in, no. it, in the semi truck. Tell the humanity. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> Can you imagine how bad that accident no. would have smelled, though? No. I mean, that is a chemtrail. No one was hurt. The driver got out. But I really don't know how Texas is coping with the short of a shortage of Axe body spray. Truly, oh, a humanitarian crisis is happening down in Texas right now. Okay. That is. That is. I've got something. Okay, oh, so yes. I have. I was shopping in the newly remodeled Target in my neighborhood. Yeah. And um, there is this, there, I had this story like the day before and I we never used it in randoms. It's experts re- reveal why it's so hard to only buy one thing at Target. Oh, and so there's true. a scientific oh. reason. So I go in there and the store is completely different. So I'm, I went down up and down every row because I wanted to get the new lay of the land. It's so, dis- the displays are so pretty. I think it's so smart. It just, I got lost in areas. I was so happy seeing new merchandise. It was designed exactly that way. It was designed perfectly for me. And now when I get to the checkout, my cart is so much more full than I, I was just going for groceries, but I started in cards and um, then houseware. I mean, I just never even got what I want. So what they say is um, there's a scientific reason why stores strategically place things the way they do. Mm -hmm. And they have an idea about the path that shoppers take. Walmart was um, once famous for doing things like putting Band-Aids next to fishing hooks Mm. and things like that. Something you don't naturally associate with, but once you're there, it would make sense. And this Kentucky-based psychologist, Dr. Kevin um, Chapman, said another reason Target in particular can make people break out their wallets and pick up more products than they need is because the store's happy aesthetic and design style. It's, I'm telling you, it's happy in there. It's bright. It's cheery. There's space. You see everything pretty and you want to buy. How much did you spend when you went to Target on that trip? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, did you get what you needed or did you forget to buy that I and did, then bought other things? I did get what I needed, which was makeup remover pads. And then a little something this else. This is the woman that goes to the dollar store and spends $50. Oh, those dollar stores, <laughs> they are popping up in rural America everywhere. Oh, the Dollar Generals. Dollar Generals. This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's this? What's the latest? Now let's keep it on the lighter side in this now trending report. Some of the things trending online this afternoon include National Cheese Pizza Day. Also, Captain Marvel. We're getting our first official look at Brie Larson as the Marvel superhero. She's on the cover on 
Entertainment Weekly. And that movie comes out in theaters in March. Also trending online this afternoon, Vanilla Ice. He was live tweeting an incident on an Emirates flight from Dubai to New York City. That flight was quarantined when it landed in the United States because over 100 people were allegedly ill on the flight. And Vanilla Ice was there to report as it happened. Also trending House of Cards. There's a new teaser trailer for the upcoming sixth and final season of the Netflix show. And we find out what happened to Kevin Spacey's character, Frank Underwood. Well, spoiler alert, he's dead. What? You can find out in the trailer. There's his tombstone right there, (laughs) front and center. Yeah, didn't see that one coming. Surprise twist. You can find out exactly what happened to Frank Underwood when House of Cards comes back this November on Netflix. That's what's happening here at My Talk. Now you know what we know. See more at MyTalk1071.com. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It's Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071. Holly Roberts is sitting in for Laureen today as she is traveling the world and making memories that will last for life. We are making memories here today. That is true. I've been obsessed. Obsessed? obsessed? Yeah, I've been obsessed with this story okay. um, and needed to do a little research about Jeff Bezos. Ah, or is it Bezos? I don't know if I'm saying Bezos. it right. Bezos. I, I well, Bezos. Because Apple know. was the first company, I think this was two weeks ago, that um, valued at a trillion dollars. With a T. Mm-hmm. Yes. T. Huh. Now Amazon has just hit the mark. Huh. And so before we get into how much Jeff Bezos is making per hour on Amazon. I just thought we'd give you a little brief history of it. Mm-hmm. So Jeff Bezos was born in um, New Mexico and he was always interested in um, computers and space and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He went to school, got a great job. Um, it was one of the youngest managers on the floor in the New York Stock Exchange or something like that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to give you my, my, what I think is important and it isn't that. Sort of a cliff this notes. Is a, yes, this yes. is a cliff notes. Okay. So, but in ni- late 1993, um, he decided to start an online bookstore. He left his job at D.E. Shaw and founded Amazon in his garage on July 5th, 1994. After writing his business plan on a trip, a road trip from New York to Seattle, he named his company Amazon after the Amazon River in South America, in part because the name begins with the letter A and anybody who knows in computers be at the beginning, you know, of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Um, he accepted an estimated $300,000 from his parents and invested in Amazon. He warned many investors that there was a 70% chance that it would fail or go bankrupt. Sure, naturally. Mm-hmm. It was originally an online bookstore. Bezos has always planned to expand, um, expand other products. Three years after he founded Amazon, he took it public with initial offering. Um, he maintained the growth of the internet would overtake competition from larger book retailers such as Borders, Barnes & Noble, and he's been successful. Uh, and to that, say the least. Wow, yeah, thank really. you, Julia. And, and end of the story decade. that Jeff Bezos is successful with the Amazon. The initial success of the company was unbelievable. With no press promotion, Amazon.com sold books across the United States and in 45 countries within 30 days. In two months, sales reached $20,000 a week, growing faster than Bezos and his startup team had envisioned. 
Um, he continued to diversify Amazon's offering with the sale of CDs and videos in 1988, later went into clothes, electronics, toys, blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. <laughs> and, and when Amazon flourished with yearly sales that jumped from $510,000 in 95 to over $17 billion in 2011. Wow. In 2006, it launched its video on demand service, initially known as Amazon Unbox on TiVo. It was rebanded to Amazon Instant Video. Then in 2007, they released the Kindle, the book reader. Yep. And the books they distributed through Amazon. And then uh, that same year, he announced the investment in Blue Origin, which is is his Seattle-based aerospace company that develops technology to offer space travel to Mm -hmm. paying customers. Yeah. So the tablet, blah, blah. He bought the Washington Post in August 5th of 2013. Yep. Anywho, 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 anywho. So here is the big thing. So this is from CNBC talking about what it means when your company makes that much money. Amazon now at $1 trillion. Bezos' net worth is now close to $170 billion. He gained $2.2 billion just today. And his wealth gain this year of $68 billion would alone make him the third richest American. He made more this year than the total net worth of Mark Zuckerberg or Larry Ellis. Now, starting January 1st, his net worth has increased by $275 million a day or $11 million per hour. Now, he first became the richest man in the world last July. He's blown past Bill Gates, who's now a distant number two at a mere $98 billion. Now, for Bezos to become the first trillionaire, Amazon stock would need to reach $12,600. So what's he going to do with this vast personal fortune, the biggest in modern history? Well, he owns five homes. He owns the Washington Post, nearly 300,000 acres of land. But his big effort is Blue Origin, the space company, which he funds with about a billion dollars a year in stock. His aim, he says, is to use his fortune to colonize space. In an interview uh, in March, he said, quote, I'm in the process of converting my Amazon lottery winnings into a much lower price of admission so we can go explore the solar system. How uh, philanthropic is he? Has he signed the giving pledge? What do we know about that? Uh, no, and not much. Uh, and that's the big question, because he's not signed the giving pledge. He has only given a tiny, a little uh, under $200 million of his fortune away to philanthropy. And that is the big question. And my guess is he will plow all of it into space. He won't do the conventional start a foundation, give to the poor kind of thing. His goal, since he was a kid, is to use his fortune to go into space. $11 million an hour. I found $2 in my jeans pocket before I put them in the oh, laundry I the other that. day. Can you? <laughs> Can you? Yeah, right? Even, you I know like I found a dollar and a quarter in my you state like fair backpack. Now, he's got a long way to go. Uh, they said the stock would have to sell for $12,000 a share. Mm-hmm. Well, he's oh. got a long way to go. Right now, it's about $2,000 a oh. share. I was going to buy it. Wasn't It was $289. Well, oh, why didn't you do that? Oh, it's okay. Julia. I remember the conversation. No. All right. No. Anywho, he today, he just today was the first, uh, did uh, put $10 million to a super PAC fund in the first major political contribution of the year, aiming to elect military veterans for both parties to Congress. All right. So Interesting. that just happened today. But I just... 
couldn't even believe that you can make $11 million per hour. Well, you can if you're Jeff Bezos. A fun little activity to do is to Google pictures of Jeff Bezos when he was younger, when he just started Amazon, and then Google pictures of him today and his evolution where he goes and gets muscles, shaves his head, and looks like a modern-day Bond villain. Quite the You're makeover. So funny. You're so funny. I mean, you look at the, I mean, there are these publicity stills from the mid '90s. There he is in his khaki pants and button-up shirt, and he kind of has a receding hairline. He's just smiling, selling some books. And then 2017 comes around, and he's probably in. Um, where do all the super rich people gather in Idaho? Sun Valley. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to the gun show with the bald head and the oh, sunglasses. Geez. And he means business. We're going to space. Whatever human beings, I'm putting rockets up in the. Sky. I don't understand that space stuff because I just have never been into it. But in yeah. 2018, April of this year, um, the company had surpassed 100 million paid subscribers for Amazon Prime, Donnie. Mm. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm. Are you a Prime member? Yes, so am I. Donnie, are you a Prime member? Um, I'm having a little problem He's with having Amazon a prime. right he, now. He and they're going to be hearing from me later. Ooh, are you going to write them a sternly oh, no, written letter? Oh, no, there'll be a phone call to Ooh. Amazon that's uh, something that wasn't resolved yesterday. And uh, I was quite annoyed about it last night. And I was told it was resolved. And it was not resolved. So they'll be getting another phone call from oh, no, me. I feel like I touched a sore spot. I'm sorry. No, I know. So anyway, <laughs> I just thought so, that was just kind of fascinating. It is fascinating. What, what a trillion means. Okay, when we come back, it's time to Hollywood would speak and um oh lordy no matter the circumstances i will stand by my man we'll t- so what are you trying to say hollywood hollywood speaking what is the meaning of this all right julia what is the meaning of all this oh. nonsense this hollywood speak nonsense all right here's the deal no yeah. matter what the circumstances i will stand by him that's jennifer garner will support estranged husband ben affleck under no matter what She's out because Peppermint, her action movie, I believe, comes out this Friday. Mm-hmm. And she will be on Jimmy Fallon tonight. Um, she's been doing um, parenting because we see her drop off and pick up the kids every day. And then she's doing some media yes. for Peppermint. And then she, I don't know if she's visiting Ben Affleck um, every, where he is. But after everything they've been through, she's going to continue to be there for him when he needs her. Well, yeah, that makes total mm-hmm. sense. They have a long history, three children together, and his health will affect the health of her family. That's right. So I total, totally mm-hmm. believe that, 100%. She wants to give her kids the best life possible, and that means keeping their, their daddy-o sober. I mean, who wouldn't uh-huh. want to give the kids the best life possible? Oh, my gosh. All, All right. right. Robin Wright, it used to be Penn, but now it's just Robin Wright, and she married the Frenchie. I don't know. I think she's just going by Robin Wright. Yeah. But this is the second time she's spoken up about Kevin Spacey, who, of course, was um, on House of Cards with her. And we know that there's a new trailer out for House of Cards, which is coming back soon on Netflix in November. And in the new trailer, obviously, Kevin Spacey is no longer with us. No, he has moved on to the other dimension because we see Frank Underwood's tombstone Mm -hmm. and Robin Wright's character is talking to it. He does. And so she believes... Following his disgrace and exile from Hollywood and be after numerous sexual assault uh, accusations, I believe every human being has the ability to reform, has the ability to preform in that sense, second chances or whatever you're going to call it. Absolutely. I believe in that. It's called growth. And she said that she just said, I believe he deserves it. 
You know, I think what's missing from that quote from the full article is that she expressed hesitation to talk about this at all. But of mm-hmm. course, she's going to have to gonna because be, everyone's going to ask her. Oh, my gosh. Of course. So mm-hmm. I feel like given the circumstances, that was a very middle of the road comment that said absolutely nothing about absolutely. Kevin Spacey. And it's just a very vague uh, opinion what that you, okay. means nothing. What do you think of this? She has not reached out to him once. Since any of this went down. No. She's surprised. a co-star. She worked on the show with them. She's never called him once. She knew he was a creep. They all knew he was a creep. Mm-hmm. And he probably had that in his claws with House of Cards. Didn't Wasn't there some kind of settlement that he left the show and he got a big payout? And it was because of what was written in his contract. Right. There, I don't think there was any kind of a morals There clause. was no morals No, there was more. No, that's right. what was left yeah. out. So, very deliberately yep. left out on the part of Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's like, bye, see you later. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she said when he's ready... She, She's waiting for him to reach out. She's not going to do anything. Are you kidding me? And he's never going to reach out. Where is Kevin Spacey? Like oh, Where oh, on know. this planet? You know, he's really good at disguises. Yeah, well, that's true. Who knows what he no. is doing or where, where he, he is, is doing it. Oh, that's a, just He's in exile. Groucho Marx mustache mm-hmm. and glasses yeah. and he's walking around somewhere. He could be. You just don't <laughs> know. Master of disguise. You just don't know. <laughs> Um, Kristen Stewart gets candid about her sexuality and says ambiguity is my favorite thing ever. And um, she just goes on in terms of sexuality for sure. And also in making films, if you and this kind of fits her because she was always so awkward in interviews during the twilight phase yep. and all the time. And it feels like she's just getting comfortable with who she is, but she's been in movies, in television, since she was very young. Remember, she was in Panic Room with yeah, Jodie Foster. She was. She was really little. So she's been around a long time, and she was so awkward. But she just says um, the, about ambiguity, um, if you prefer perfect answers to every question, you don't allow people to have their own experience and really indulge in a thought. And I'm thinking, if someone asks you, did you like working on Twilight and you can't provide an answer? No one's going to be able to indulge in anything because you gave us nothing, zero, zilt, zip. Mm-hmm. Well, by giving us nothing, I think that that answer, that she loves ambiguity, that speaks to me perhaps during the Twilight years that there were people, handlers, trying to craft her personality publicly and that it just didn't who she was yeah right and she just says um let's see you don't allow for people to have their own experience i really indulge in a thought i feel the same way about how we bleep each other you just don't want to know everything all the time and stewart has been linked to both men and women in the past and confirmed when she was on an snl in 2017 in the her monologue like i'm so gay yeah she she was she said that right so anyway she must have a movie coming out Probably. She says one thing that's kind of missing, and I think this is interesting, is we've seen so many coming-of-age stories sexually for men, Mm -hmm. and there aren't any for women. That's a really good point. And she just says what's lacking right now is um, cinematically, men, you know, we know their ways into their bodies and how they do things, and, you know, we get the male perspectives, but in every coming-age story, we see about a young girl even if it's the truest, most sincere thing, what's lacking is the physical honesty of the actual female experience. Mm-hmm. How we discover our body. It's like we're scared of using certain words. So I think that's kind of an interesting thought. I think so, too. And she's accurate on that. We might have coming of age stories regarding teenage girls, but they're not they're not as maybe not honest. But 
women go through a lot when they're going through the changes. I and it looks different for everybody. Right. Julia, would you consider eighth grade? Would you have seen a yeah. coming of age story? Oh, oh, that's a female protagonist, oh, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Did you see that movie? <laughs> yes. How did you like it? I'm interested well, in your review. Well, here we go. Uh oh. Well, I didn't know what it was about. Oh. And I was with my mother, and I was with a junior in high school. Oh. And um, I didn't know it was going to be so heavy. I didn't know it was rated R. But I, I have to be honest. Boy, it is an eye opener what social media does to adolescents. It's an eye opener what is available to them, information and content that we had to go to Encyclopedia Britannica. To even look up breasts, and it was breasts back then. Yes. I mean, we never had any of these pictures or anything. I right. mean, what the access is for young women and young men now is so different. Sure, you may have access, but you still don't have the maturity maybe Absolutely. to take in and that what, information. And expectations of what is acceptable sexually initially is so completely different than when I grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, just give me a BJ or something a kid says to this girl and she's thinking about it and she hasn't even kissed him. I mean, I'm like, uh. it's just, it's very bizarre to me, but I, th- it's reality. And it's so, it's a Would very- you recommend people going to see this movie? Yeah, it's great. Go, yeah. But know what it's about a little bit before you go. I mean, I just was... My, the controversy with this movie... It's rated R. It's it's rated R, even though it's aimed at maybe this age group that really should go see a movie like this, but they can't without a parent because it's rated R. Uh, it doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. And it was kind of painful because... Well, eighth grade is real well, painful. Well, right. Ooh. No, and, and you experienced... I transferred schools that year to a completely yeah. new neighborhood, and we moved, and I thought about just how... Un- comfortable you are in your body much less in the body of life mm-hmm. yep you know yep. with everything growing and developing and doing all the stuff i was already Sprouting. Well, i was already well developed by then but i mean it's just like a weird period so i i don't like having angst in movies so it oh, kind of gave yeah. a little bit of that but mm-hmm. boy it's really an eye-opener so i would recommend it but i just okay. Just I was know not, you might have some awkward moments in there. Oh, a little I was, angst. I was just not prepared. Yeah. You know, at all. Um, Roseanne Barr, this is old news, but she's planning on leaving for Israel when the Connors TV show premieres on October 16th. Okay. Uh, okay. And, uh, and she says, oh gosh, this is a good one. This is a good one. <laughs> and she basically says of the Connors, I'm staying neutral. That's, that's what I do, Roseanne Barr says. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm staying now. neutral. Mm-hmm. I'm staying away from it, not wishing bad on anyone, and I don't wish good for any of my enemies. I don't. I can't. I just stay neutral. <laughs> That's what I got to do. I have some mental health issues of depression and stuff. I've got to stay in the middle or I'll go dark, and I don't want to go dark again. I've done that. After all, I was married to Tom Arnold. Oh, oh, nice little nice way to take jab a shot there him. at the end, Roseanne. Gee. I don't think changing your geography is going to be the and, solution to your problems. And I don't know. Th- I don't know that she can stay neutral. I, well, I don't think no. she can stay never neutral has. either. No. no, she never has been. <laughs> Nobody's been like, mm, boy, I really love that Roseanne Barr. She's so neutral and down the middle and mm. just has no opinions either way. And that's what I really love about her. Oh said nobody gosh. ever. Gosh. All right. So Hollywood speak this. ABC uh, revealed this morning on Good Morning America their exciting first contestant on Dancing with the Stars after the Juniors edition with Honey Boo Boo. Mm-hmm. Facts of Life star Nancy McKeon. Mm. 
Yay! Yeah, I, I remember her. She played Joe on Joe, Facts of right, Life. Joe, yeah. And interestingly that, enough, I think she's kind of stayed out of the spotlight for well, a long time. Well, she was time. in Sunny with a Chance, Without a Trace, Touched by an Angel, and the TV movie Wild Hearts. I feel like all that okay. stuff was back in the 90s. Uh-huh. Isn't she dancing with Max? Yes. Yeah. No, with Val. Oh, Max's Val. Little Sorry, girl. Val. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I just thought anti-climatic. Yeah. It, well, well what season is left. this? <laughs> yeah. Dancing with the stars. Hey, let's go get that guy at the bus stop. I saw him doing a nice like shuffle ball change. No, dancing with whatever mm-hmm. happened yeah. to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> where are they now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. When we come back. Oh, vintage scandals. Good ones. Stay with us.